0: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i'm your host gary morgan with me as always my good friend and recording partner and soon to be pit viewing friend tomorrow as we head over to the Pete. How you doing, brother? Jim doing.
1: Staying. I'm doing good, man. Um in a good mood today. I was a little cranky about Brian Reynolds. I still am. But <laughs> but we got some great news about DeMar Hamlin. He's doing so much better. It's just been yeah. such a relief to hear all that. And so, um, yeah. timing so with I'm the good, team man.
0: today, huh? FaceTiming with
1: the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So it's miraculous. So I'm good, man.
0: Yeah, good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited to have a brand new guest on the show this week, too. Uh, Matt Kemmer, who uh, our buddy Jim over here ran into at Steel City Collectibles, oddly <laughs> enough, and just started bullshitting baseball because you guys think we're making a show here. But in reality, this is what we would be doing anyway, just bullshitting baseball. So, Matt, say hello to everybody.
2: Yeah, what's up guys? My name is Matt. Um, I work for Steel City Collectibles down in White Oak. We do uh, a lot of trading cards, but um, obviously I'm a big baseball fan. probably say whoop, baseball and soccer are my, my sports. I love games, pretty much any game in general, but I'm glad to be on here and uh, hopefully able to contribute some uh, rich discussion on a mountain of topics we have. And Garrett- I'm
0: so excited for people to watch this video. I mean, if you listen to the, <laughs> the podcast only, that's cool. But if you actually watch the video, this dude, first of all, like Jim said in the break has a porn stash looks like, (laughs) uh, looks like Mike Nicholas from, uh, from the Cardinals. Cardinals. And he's actually got a live parrot flying around the room and landing on his shoulder every once in a while. It doesn't get much better than that. I'm expecting good things.
1: And he, he sold, he sold me at the store. I walked in there just randomly looking to like get back into some of this baseball card collecting. My son is kind of getting into it. So I was just begging uh, Matt for help. I didn't know him from anybody. We start talking. I'm like, this guy knows his baseball. This guy is a pirate fan. I'm like, I think we got something here. So, uh, you know, um, it's just just cool how that works out sometimes. You just never know who you're going to run
0: into. Word. So let's get started, huh? I mean, let's start with the beginning. Let's start with something a little boring. The Pirates signed Rich Hill, the lefty. We talked last week about how we felt about him. And, and Matt, if you got any thoughts on that signing, sure. Pitch in with it. But what yeah, I really I want mean, to get into is Zach Thompson, man. I was not expecting Zach Thompson to be the 40-man the cut. And I can get into that a little bit later, but let's let you have a crack at it first, Matt. What do you think? Why, why Zach Thompson?
2: Yeah, I was a little surprised with how many options he had left, but I mean, our bullpen is getting, uh, we're kind of in a good problem to have is a little bit crowded, maybe not with the high end talent, but um, you know, you got to get someone to go. I think the uh, Yoel Ramirez would kind of be my first guy or even Underwood with no options. I feel like he's kind of a disposable guy, but um, I mean, somebody has to go. I'm not too upset to see Zach Thompson go. It just seems like a weird time. Yeah. 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 It's,
0: it felt a little bit odd to me, Jim, if only because I think you and I both saw him as a Swiss army knife, you know, like they could sure. drop him down to AAA, a bounce him up and down. He could fill in for double headers every once in a while. If you want somebody in the bullpen that you think can just give you some, some length, you know, I felt like that's what separated him from Wilson. What do you think? Well, uh,
1: well it's kind of funny. He's a, Probably a, just a better version of Bryce Wilson, If you if the, yeah. the more you think of it, into like what he might have been able to do for them, bringing him up for some, you know, hey, a doubleheader start. They get injuries. Um, I think he's shown a little bit more than Bryce Wilson. I know there's the age difference and, you know, whatever, but I just kind of expected him to hang around. I think they'll lose him. I totally um, agree. yeah. You know, it, it, am I going to cry over it? No. It, he's 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 nothing fantastic, but he'd have been good depth for the organization. Um, and so, uh, good news on the forty man front that it's getting more crowded, but it hurts the depth a
2: little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we get back to the conversation. Unfortunately, you got you have those targets we had last week: Underwood and Stevenson, and. It feels to me if I if I'm just picking straight up between those three, and I understand that's not how it works, but Bullpen Arm is really what we thought Zach Thompson was going to wind up being. Is he more valuable than Underwood? I think like if for nothing else, the options, yes. I mean, that's yeah. where I land on. I think that's why I struggle. Again, I always tell people, don't get all mad Oh, all. They cut some guy. It doesn't really matter what order they do it. They're going to have to cut other guys, too. So, you know, you kind of keep a top five. So I try not to get too bent out of shape out of that. Thompson wasn't even in my top five. So that's why I'm like yeah. a little bit taken aback by it.
1: Yeah, he probably would have been in my top five, and it does surprise me a little bit. Um, but like you said, there's an order to things, and it's going to work itself out regardless in, in in that, you know, by that measure anyway.
0: All right. So there's that move out of the way. And I, I wanted to get your take real quick on something else that's kind of breaking a little bit, a couple little baseball tidbit news things before we get into ranting and raving about Brian Reynolds in the next segment and beyond. Trevor Bauer. All right. So the Dodgers just paid him 22 and a half million dollars to go away. You know, they, they basically, they can afford to do that. And the national writers have already come out and just made a point to make sure everybody knows where they stand on it. Right. You yep. know, great move by the Dodgers, that locker room and the tradition they have there. They should never have that in their locker room and all that stuff. Right. Man, Jim, Part of me wants to watch Pittsburgh's head explode. <laughs> Seven hundred and some thousand dollars to get a a, a legitimate ace style pitcher. <laughs> it's tempting, isn't it, man? What do you think? I know, I know what will happen. I'm just, I'm just saying. Don't read into it that I that I'm fine with what he did. Or yeah, like. I we're mean, we're not having in- a damn
1: conversation. We're not endorsing any type of behavior or whatever, but geez, I I'm mean. I'm also you're rooting
0: ta- for a basketball team that just brought back Dior Johnson. So, yeah, yeah. I got to be okay with it at some point, right? Jim, what do you think, man?
1: Well, look, I mean, you're talking $720,000 to sign him if no one trades for him in, I think, what, five days, seven days, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Oh, man. If people don't think there are going to be some suitors out there. Um, they're living in an alternate reality. He he will be signed. He will go somewhere. He's he's too good. And you have someone to think
0: so. But is he so radioactive? I mean, Matt. That's the question. Is he so radioactive that nobody will do it? And if the Pirates do it, is is the assumption that he was so radioactive it took the desperation of Pittsburgh to do it? I mean, does that not change the thing a little bit for you, Jim?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Bauer in Pittsburgh. Just if nothing else, we get that legitimate ace. But I mean, I th- I think he he wants to win a World Series, and there's going to be there's gonna be a list of suitors. I would say about five to ten teams that would definitely take him on, and uh, I think he'd be more willing to sign for before Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I don't think you want to go from LA to Pittsburgh in terms of winning a championship, personally.
0: Man, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I don't listen, know.
1: listen, listen, look at the Deshaun Watson thing, right? I mean, uh-huh. quarterbacks and elite starting pitching. Uh, I kind of, I kind of weigh them pretty similarly, and I, uh, you know, I don't want to get into judging which situation is uglier, um, but. I think there'll be I think there'll be a few teams at least willing to roll the dice just because of it, and and they'll just ask their fan bases to to swallow it.
0: You See, know? So. I, one would think that I would just not be okay with this at all, since I just openly on Twitter called for some dude who abused animals to get the chair, but. <laughs> I'll deal with it. I'll I deal mi- it. I miss. I miss that. So <laughs> I was like, I, oh, I just there was some dude on the news. I guess he abused like twenty animals, and I was like, is it bad that I want this dude to get the chair? Because I kind of do. Oh, well, I you agree know? with that totally. Anyways, if I if I endorse the chair, you know, I, I I certainly shouldn't be endorsing signing Trevor Bauer. But boy, as a business, you know, if you really want them to go and try to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> they they, may, they might have a hard time passing that one up.
1: Well, you know, the whole fan base is pissed off anyway. So, you know, at some point, maybe you just say, hey, you know,
0: well, how, how much worse can it get? Um, I don't know, man. Right. I mean, if he had more <laughs> fresh tape, I bet there'd be more suitors. A lot of people are going to think that two year hiatus is going to kill him. You know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh could be interesting. It'll be a fun story to watch anyway. Let's take a quick break, come back. It's time for some Reynolds ranting. All right. And welcome back to the Pirates fan forum here on DK Pittsburgh sports podcast network. God almighty. Did I wish we were done talking about Brian Reynolds? I really, really do. At least in a negative light. Um, cause that is not a player. I want to be talking about negatively stories like this. Things don't change as much as holes in knowledge start to get filled. You start to, to hear tidbits and things start to break and, you know, we got a little bit of one from Jason Mackey the other night when he said, you know, that the two teams were sitting about $50 million apart. And we already knew the, the basement for what he could have been offered was more than Cabrian Hayes. So we knew it was more than $70 million. That and the knowledge that it was about $50 million apart puts you at somewhere around like one hundred twenty-five to 130000 is what his team probably wanted at least with that information. Then John Heyman came out with some more information and he added on that it was over 75 million, over 75 million. That's the word everyone seemed to want to forget online today, but (laughs) over 75 million. Still take that math of the 50, you get somewhere into the 130 to 140 range for what his team probably would have liked versus what the pirates offered, which is probably anywhere in the range of 80 to 90. I would say looks like he wants eight years. Looks like the pirates want six. I think that's where we are right now. And Jim, I know you feel all sorts of things. So (laughs) I'm going to let you start. Because I think you're much more emotional than I am. I've written about it too much to continue to be angry about it. And I've kind of mentally moved on a little bit. Where are you at?
1: Listen, guys, I I just, what are we doing here? I'm just of the the mindset. Everyone is getting bogged down in like all these little details of it. And I'm just looking at it big picture and saying, Listen, you have just thrown four seasons into the garbage trying to build up something to get to the precipice of where you might want to start competing and hopefully be good enough to maybe make some noise in the playoffs and hopefully someday get a World Series title out of it. Yeah. And you are going to jeopardize all that for the back end of a contract – That is something that I don't know that it's just the cost of doing business. If you want to be considered legitimate, we are talking about their best player. You can't ship out your best player on this. What's the word I'm looking for at this point in time. And get better. You cannot do it. It may happen down the road. It may happen down the road, but it's not going to happen when they want it to.
0: In this timeline that we think that they're on with him, I I can understand not wanting to lock yourself into an expensive contract long term. But we're talking the bare minimum price to do business in this league. Money here, yeah. You know, we're talking one hundred thirty to one hundred forty million over seven or eight years. That shouldn't sound like lockout money. We're It'd talking be, 8 million, $18 million to $19 million or, or so per season if you structure it straight up, which you don't have to do. You're really going to screw
1: around with this thing for the eight years for $50 million over a course of eight years?
0: I'll say this, Matt. If that's not going to be in the cards, you can kiss goodbye anybody who ever wins rookie of the year. You can forget any pitcher who catches on after they hit arbitration. I mean, it's it's a litmus test. That's what Brian Reynolds is. I think that's why so many people are so upset right now.
2: Yeah, this isn't like Aaron Judge money. This is easily accomplishable, uh, an easily accomplishable contract. I mean, what serious, legitimate World Series contender, which is the end goal has doesn't have a player that makes what 20 to 25 million dollars a year like and it's absolutely worth it because really if you look at our other outfield options i'm not really uh i don't think any of them are going to be a superstar or at least i don't see the floor of reynolds and really any of them but at least you have a certain piece that you can build around and like other than that i really don't see a, a hitter that is at least is in our on our roster now at least on the 25 man 26 man that like is Obviously, as good as Reynolds, but that can really even take that step and be Brian Reynolds. And I mean, if he a right. $100 dollars over ten years, sure, okay, let him walk. But I mean, for what the one thirty or one forty? Hell, give him one fifty over eight years. Just give it to him. It's like you said, it is the litmus test. Um, it, and. It's the same kind of vibes I'm getting from 2013 where it just seems like we're not really interested in you know, taking the step to just do the bare minimum to compete with what the other teams, pretty much even other small market teams are okay with doing and actively do.
0: Right, man. I mean, I look at the options that are in front of them now because of their own ineptness, right? So I see basically you force him to play it out, post the qualifying offer after 2025, recoup a draft pick. Hope that some of your young talent's ready to step in. That's option number one. Option number two is trade them now for young prospects and eat the teams no longer on track, but you you get the best value for them. Trade them now for MLB-ready players, not unlike Garrett Cole to Houston. Hope that this GM is dumber than Houston's was and gives you something else back that you can actually use. Why did that not go well? I mean, Musgrove <laughs> was a great acquisition. So you know i guess it went okay if you if that's what you're looking for is getting one star out of it but they didn't keep him either um extend him now probably pay a premium to make up for pissing around with him in the first place and probably move him in 2027 anyway those are your options on the table which one of those sounds appealing to you
2: matt i mean i uh, personally I'd like to extend him but if not i mean Sell them now, man. Like, why, you know, I don't want to say it. It pains me to say that. But I mean, <clears throat> if you look at the center field market, it is dry. Next year is like what? Bellinger and like Kiermeier or something. I mean, this is kind of the yes. same kind of thing we did with Stallings, where we got, you know, what we could for whenever we could. This is, you know, either this season or in, in the next offseason is the window to sell. I mean, it's dry, Jim, but let's be blunt. If they ain't going to pay
0: Ramos, they ain't Uh, paying nobody next year. So, what's the point? You know, why would you even look to the free agent market like that's going to be a solution? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think that'd be worrying about a problem that you already know the answer to, right? I mean,
0: right. Litmus uh, test, right? And part of that litmus test is what are you willing to do to secure a star? Whether it's your own star or somebody else's star, what are you willing to do? And we're I think talking. What we're seeing is Brian Hayes.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we're talking with Brian Reynolds. We call him a star. He's not a superstar. You know, I think Matt, you know, said this earlier, which is, if you're not willing to keep the Brian Reynolds of the world, what what are what, what are you truly doing in this? You know, like how 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 are you hoping to win? I mean, the Pirates can't just win with all guys coming up from the farm system you can't do that you know you've got to you've got to have some guys that have been through a little bit and our veteran guys he is that
0: now and he's a do good the hitter rays do you can you can do it they can't you know but the rays do it but people don't understand what the rays really do like the rays will offer arbitration guys less than they got the year before because they can. They did it to Snell. This isn't like, I'm not saying they do this to every scummy guy that needs arbitration. I'm talking, they do this to their star, their stud pitcher. Like they, they trade guys with two years left on their contract, whether they need them or not. But you know what they also do? They extend a guy here and there.
2: Yeah. They win sometimes okay. it
0: screws them and sometimes it doesn't. But, if, if, I mean, Matt, if, isn't that the poop? At some point, don't they have to put a foot in the sand?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, let,
1: let me take it because sure. I think uh, – let, let me just say this about it. You know, and I know people – and, Gary, I know you've even brought it up is, you know, there will there, probably be a no trade clause in here somewhere sure. uh, that they would have to deal with. And, you know – Again, is that something you want to worry about right now? If it is something that down the road, you have to move him. I mean, go go throughout baseball and look at no trade clauses and tell me when it's ever truly prohibited a team from getting rid of a player if they really want to do it. Do you have to eat something? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the Padres just did it with uh, Eric Hosmer. Right. So I, it just we're we're putting the cart before the horse in my opinion. Like why am I worried about that now? I want the next 5 or 6 years to be truly competitive baseball where you have a legitimate window. And so if it falls apart after that, so be it. I, I just and, and you're not trying to trade someone who's making 40 million a year at that point. There's ways to structure this where the money doesn't have to come off the
0: back end of it. So I <sighs> I agree with you entirely, man. And before we continue, I just want to explain to everybody why Matt disappeared. We, we've had technical difficulties recording this episode with him and we fought through as hard as we could, but it's just time to call it a day. So Jim and I can wrap up the show at this point. So, you know, thank you, Matt. It was really yeah. great. And we'll definitely do it again. Cause we will figure this out. You're worth it, brother. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Reynolds is to me, I mean, I keep going back to that phrase, litmus test. I think that's what it is to me. I think it t- it really displays to me how hard you plan to try. And I'm not sure that you can get away with with selling me that you're going to replace him internally over the next three years. I can't see doing that to a guy. We talk about the trade request that he'll probably have. And you're right, it doesn't really screw people over very often. They end up getting around it. You you find a way. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. You figure out a way to make it happen. But there's a reason that he wants it, and it's different than a lot of players. This is not a big market player. He does not want to play in one of those places. That's how sour the Pirates had to make this relationship, for him to be willing to be like, yeah, trade me anywhere. Think about that. Right. For real, I, I I mean, I'm not. I don't do this for like attention, but you know, you get to know some of these guys <laughs> over the years, and and their families, and you, you talk to a lot of people, and this is not a guy that wants to be wearing pinstripes. It's not been his dream his whole life. This no, is a guy that wants to play in a huge market. And Gary, what it, what it speaks to me is is just that
1: it was incredibly off-putting whatever it was. I think from that side, it was, it was incredibly off-putting and you can't, if you're just going to make an insulting offer, which I think he, from what I'm gathering is, is it was kind of viewed that way.
0: Don't, don't bother. I mean, six years, six years, 80 million, you know, I don't know that i call that insulting but i it, it's not it's not what i think that that you would offer him if you really wanted to get it done you know what i mean <laughs> well like there well there's a line in the sand there like i, I don't think it's insulting because it's more than you know you're paying kebrian hayes who you just praised and said was an awesome player and everything you know what i mean so brian may know he's better than kebrian hayes but That's what his buddy just got to, pretty much. So, and it's for less term than that. So, I think you can make an argument that it's not, you know, a total slap in the face type offering. But if you really want to get it done, which a player can recognize, you don't come in with that. You know, he's a six figure player. Let's just be blunt about it. There are some players that are six figure players, he's a six figure player. And if you have to give him seven years to get to that six figures, fine. But that's what he wants. He wants some security. He wants to know that he's wanted. He wants to know that he's part of something. Yeah, that's really all there is. And uh, I still will tell you to this day, this never would have become public if it was literally just Brian's decision.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, but- you know, other people get in, or other people are involved, and um, stuff tends to get out there at some point, some way, one way or the other, from somebody. And yeah, you know, we don't have all the details. So I think we have enough to know the framework of things.
0: We've got enough to know close to what we're talking about here. You know, I, right. I think we know we know roughly how low it could possibly be. We know roughly how high it could possibly be. There was even comparisons to Greg Olson's contract and, Mm -hmm. you know, Heyman said they asked for less than that. That's how I come to the figure of like one fifty or so, because it's gotta be in that ballpark or else everything else that was said in that article is not true. Yeah. You know, when added in with what Mackey reported and what I already know to be true. So you add all that stuff up. I, I think we have a pretty good idea of what it is here. Well,
1: and it seems to me like what 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 the impression that I get is is like, you know, you look at the McCutcheon deal, and it's like they're still kind of operating in that mindset of this is what we can do. Will you take it? Like, is it the only, is that really the only way you're going to try to keep and acquire talent is if you can get McCutcheon to agree to that, if you can get Hayes to agree to that, you know, like, like it can't always just be, well, we're going to kind of throw out a half-baked deal and see if they take it.
0: No, it you can't know? always be like that. Even, and it's a different sport, and they have a salary cap and everything. So before you start screaming that into the comments, I know the Penguins are a different story. I also know they suck out loud right now, so don't read into that either. But to keep all of this core together, you know, they got guys to take a little bit less than they should have taken. On the open market, Crystal Tang could have gotten more than he got. On the open market, Gino probably could have gotten more than he got. Rust, Rust could have. Rust could have. We know that. I mean. Right. So, for sure, you know, you look at that, and and they all took a little bit of a discount. But there was a little bit of a discount. Like, there was a threshold Gino wasn't going to go below. Correct. You know, because there's certain players that require certain things, you know. And Brian Reynolds is your all-star. And while I understand being a little bit tentative to lock up an outfielder until he's 36, 37, I I really think that like when you're making a push and you're doing everything that you've done, you actually pointed something out, Jim, earlier that I I think is a factor a lot of people don't take in. You're right. They threw away four seasons now in a row. Granted, one of them was the previous GM. But four seasons in a row now have been pretty much complete throwaways. And when you really think about that, you decided to keep Reynolds after your purge. That tells me you thought you had to have him. So yeah. if your plan really was just to have him stick through arbitration, not unlike what the Blue Jays are forced to do with Vlad, right? I mean, that's what they're doing. Sure. So it's not like it doesn't happen. Sometimes you're not going to meet that term, but you don't want it to get public like that. It seems to me they could have found a way to avoid that. Maybe even literally just offer him a contract until arbitration is over. You know, just to be done. You with just it.
1: you just don't want things to get acrimonious, do you? I, I mean, you just right. can't let it get sour. And, you know, so is it semantics, insulting, off-putting, uh, whatever you want to call it, it was not up to the liking of, the, of, of, of his side of things. And you would just think that if the pirates would have made any type of good faith effort to walk towards something agreeable, that we wouldn't be in this situation, but it sounds like that hasn't happened. Now there's a lot of time, Gary, that maybe cooler heads prevail yeah. and something gets worked out. Maybe they play better this year. Maybe, but but there's a lot of variables where it goes even worse south. You know, he he doesn't play well. Um, they they're not doing well. Um, more gets put out about this that's not flattering to the situation
0: and it's it's just getting ugly it's difficult man and i think maybe i think maybe this is a good place to stop and and take a break We'll come back from that and let's talk about okay we've gotten it out of our system we've discussed the situation i think we've both made pretty clear how we feel about it what what now what's the path forward if you take any of those four paths that i outlined there what do each of them spawn?
1: Really? and let yeah, and let me just add this to the end of this because I think I feel like this is where where the pirates fan base is at times. It's like to me, we've got to get out of this mindset that not every not everything with the pirates is a financial roadblock, and it's not certain to lead to financial destruction, and we get so and I say we. People get so caught up in this, it's, it's going to lead to something bad. Well, what if it leads to something good? I mean, we just can't stay in that mindset, especially when we're not sitting here talking about signing Juan Soto to a
0: half a billion dollar deal. It's all very true what you say. And I mean, I guess I, I add another angle to that, which is it doesn't really matter what we let become a problem because the pirates the fact is the pirates make that a problem they do they act that way so while I can sit here and tell you I think it's wholeheartedly ridiculous that they wouldn't offer Brian Reynolds whatever 150 million dollars over eight years and just be okay with it because it's the price to do a business until I see them do it yeah I yeah I guess i get I
1: guess I just get surprised at at the number of people that are willing to buy into that to that what I consider to be that ridiculous of a degree.
0: I mean, dude, like when you're watching pro wrestling, okay, which I don't, but a lot of people do. when you're watching pro wrestling, I bet you don't sit there on the couch going like, this is the best fake wrestling I've ever seen. Man, this is some good writing. Boy, is this awesome! The way that they telegraphed that suplex. I bet you don't do that because you are killing your own belief, right? So fans sit around and like they don't want to kill their own belief. So they make it okay. They make it okay that 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 one hundred and fifty million over eight years for Brian Reynolds is a little too rich for their blood, and they didn't want him anyway. He's probably going to start sucking when he turns thirty-four.
1: Well, and you just you start to justify it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you do that to yourself just because you want to keep the entertainment. You love the game. You love the team. You want to watch them.
2: You hey, I love to them too.
0: So you try to be super smart on the other end, right? You make up all these reasons why it's the smart thing to do. When in reality, just be a fan. You want Brian Reynolds to play here. He's been a good player, a very good baseball player. He has done nothing wrong, and he's not Methuselah yet. It can be done. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's talk about all the different ways this could go and what it might look like. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host Gary Morgan. Back with you and Jim is back with me, and we are having a clean third segment here with no mid-session interruption. And in. it's been a grind. It has been a grind, brother. So let's let's talk about really what what Brian Reynolds' um, situation does for the Pirates. Let's take the 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 options I laid out there. The four and and what does it do to the team? Where do they go from here? How does it look? You know, is there a way out of this? Let's start with the good one. They extend him now. They probably pay a little bit more. Let's say 155-160 because they pissed him off, right? So you're going to want you're going to think they're going to want to have to pay a little bit more. 155-160 over 8 years. Let's just go with that. Let's go ahead and give him a full no trade clause. That's probably what he wants.
1: It's Who like cares? It's like getting in an argument with your wife, and you know you really did mess yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the the flowers tend to be a little bit bigger when you do go Absolutely. get them. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. You you know and you probably put it in the vase for her. you don't just have right. it. You know, like she,
1: you, yeah, she gets the vase with the flowers. Even yeah,
0: yeah. You take care of it. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't get these ones dying the giant eagle. No, no, these ain't coming from John Eagle. <laughs> these ain't no Costco bunches, right? <laughs> these, you're you're going to the uh, the FTD and all that.
1: That's right, right baby. So. These are these are good ones.
0: Yeah. So you know you give him a little bit of a premium. They sign him. Okay. So he's signed. Now what, Jim? I mean, do they do they get over the hump, or are we just immediately going now? Do cruise. I mean, or do we shut our mouths for a minute and kind of like let him work?
1: I think you, I think that would be whether it's what you wanted or not. That's what would happen. You know, um, you mentioned even in your, your piece, which I did finally read because I was like, fine, you know what? I'm going to make sure sometimes uh, full, full disclosure here for everybody. Sometimes I purposely don't read Gary's stuff because I don't want Gary and I thinking, we already think too much alike on so many things. I try to keep some of it separate just so we have our own thoughts on things.
0: Yes. Lessons learned years, years ago doing this already.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I finally did read it. um, Just because curiosity did get the better of me. And you mentioned in the piece about like Mitch Keller, yeah. I mean, that that's coming up here soon. Um, what do we do with that? I think cruise becomes, I hate to say this, not an afterthought, but I think they'd have to wait and then you're waiting and then, uh, Oh, he's really, 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 really good. And then that ship sails quick. I think so. <laughs> I
0: think, I think we talk about, they probably waited a little too long on Brian. Uh-huh. I think, I think after this season, I think you might be at too late on Cruz territory. Like, I, I mean, like if, I think if the Pirates are to get something done, I personally think they need to jump in right now in the off season and get it done. Because if you let him go out and hit 30 home runs, which if he keeps both of his legs and arms this year, I feel like that's going to happen. I do too. He hits 30 home runs. I'm sorry. He's just about priced himself out here based on what we see this team do.
1: Based on and based on his potential that, that that is just starting to come in around and into form.
0: So obviously Brian Reynolds doesn't fix everything if they sign him, but at least you have that, you know, at least you got that base and maybe that actually is instructive to some of these other players that they want to kind of, you know, put their name on the dotted line too. Right. I mean, you know, we're actually building something now, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just Hayes. It's hard to, it's hard to keep calling back on Hayes. It's been two years. So I'm not sure how much credit they'd buy for, for one extension, but it sure would fix a lot of mistakes they've potentially made here. You know,
1: let me, let me just throw something out there. Um, what if, the Pirates move Reynolds. And then they turned around and signed Cruz to a 10-year deal. Does that placate everyone? Everyone good with that? I think it's an interesting question.
0: I think it's, it's one way to look at it. But, you know, we, we spent a, a decent amount of time in the last segment talking about maybe not letting them off the hook. I don't I'm not sure if that isn't letting them off the hook. There's no reason you can't do both of these guys. You know? And and I think if you're trying yeah. to build something, we're saying we're sitting here right now saying that knowing we have O'Neill Cruz through twenty twenty seven, we know that. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> we're sitting here right now looking at that, going, We have to have Reynolds. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> so it's not it's not necessarily what I want. I just wondered how that would be received. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it would be received fine by some people. I think it would be received um, as why couldn't you just keep both to a lot of and, people, you know? And
1: of, yeah. And of course the big thing here is, is what were the pieces they got back? Right. I mean, sure. that, that would make a huge difference in this, but um, I just thought it was an interesting thing that just popped into my head. So
0: all right, so that's another way to look at it though. They do they go the Garrett Cole route. They trade him, they get back major league ready talent, you know, and you know, if you remember Joe Musgrove when Joe Musgrove was first acquired, he looked a lot more like Zach Thompson than he looked like the Joe Musgrove that just extended in San Diego. Yeah. You know, there there was a lot of work, a lot of polish there a lot of injury trial and tribulations to go through. It took a full four or five seasons to get Joe Musgrove where you wanted him in your rotation. You know, he was really shoving. So even if you do it right and you get somebody back, they may not help you right away. Right. It's a tough thing, but we'd have to assume under this scenario that they pull it off. Like I said, they ran into a dumb GM, and they end up getting something that actually helps them, and helps them quick. I'm not sure that a lot of people will look past that, anyway. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah, I would agree with you. But is it because you said before, if you trade Reynolds, don't you have to get your ace? I would think so. Right now, Uh, even uh, if you get that ace. You can't be foolish enough to think that you're going to get that ace and he steps right in. you, know, you yeah, got to think I, all the way back to Dreback; They got that ace, right? But he didn't just come out and win the Cy Young. He right. suffered with the team for three years before he started shoving.
1: And maybe they feel that they, they've got enough p- pitching close to the majors that they don't need that. I will say this. If the Pirates were deep in the outfield and like had guys pushing for like the majors and like we had a couple guys down there that you're like, hey, this is as good as it's going to get with these guys. We can we can move Reynolds and we can get something back and kind of piece and get pieces elsewhere. And these guys are knocking on the door. We can't keep them out. There's nothing like that, Gary. Not in the outfield it's actually one of the thinnest positions we have for anything ready to come up and help.
0: I mean, there's nothing like that right now as you sit here looking at it, but if Matt Fraser looks like the Matt Fraser of 2021 and now he's doing it in AAA,
1: big ifs though, they they get, right. I mean,
0: they're big gifts. I'm not sitting here telling you like, yeah, go ahead and bank on it and trade Reynolds. But let's say at the trade deadline, Matt Gorski and Matt Fraser are both raking, absolutely raking in AAA. Travis is even raking. You know, Kanan smith and Jigba looks like the baseball player his specimen says he should. Jack Sawinski's hitting lefties, and he's got 25 jacks. You know, maybe by the trade deadline you're like, okay, Maybe, maybe we can do this. I mean, that's the only way that could change for me. Yeah. Like on paper, it isn't there.
1: And it won't be here soon. And they want to compete soon. (laughs) So, so just to me, like, and if there were better names, like, listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be insulting to any of those guys. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about guys in your minor league system that are just, you know, top, top prospect type, even a Michael Harris type guy from the Braves, like somebody like that even. Um, Then I I could see it a little bit more, but it's actually a spot where they really need to keep somebody.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the case. We can keep circling back and saying we should (laughs) just extend Reynolds over and over again for every one of these because it's the truth but reality is they're going to pick one of these solutions. And right now, if I had to place my bets, extending him might be the lowest on the totem pole. Yeah. As far as what I think they're going to actually pull off. What do you think about just forcing him to play it out and posting the qualifying offer after 2025? If you don't have anybody coming from your system, ready to replace him by then, I got bigger questions than what they did with Brian Reynolds, to be honest with you. And the draft pick is valuable. You've proven that over and over again. You were only shooting for two more years of him after that anyway. Why not just do it that way? I suppose, I suppose you could, uh, I, you know,
1: Two, three years of a guy playing somewhere in an in a ugly situation with, with its, his own ownership. I, I just don't think that that's a healthy thing. I'm not suggesting that Brian Reynolds will do anything other than play 100% and give 100%. I just don't think that that's a, a great idea. Um, it's a long time, man. It's a long time. For, for two sides that probably won't like each other very much at all.
0: You know what's really funny about that, though? I wonder why this one went so much worse than it does elsewhere. I mean, this really does happen a lot. You know, um, the Cubbies, we could say, probably went through something relatively similar with Chris Bryant. You know, that got really contentious. Arbitration was was trouble, they tried to get extensions done, couldn't do it. Yeah, uh-huh. no. there was a trade request as well. He sued the team. You know, it's not <laughs> as though it's not as though there weren't problems, right? So, you know, and we're watching it from afar. And I'm—I remember sitting there going, "Oh man, it's a crap situation. Oh man, man, what are they gonna do? Oh man, <laughs> and they just made him play it out. They traded him at the end, man. At the last trade deadline, they had him. And, you know, he was hurt a lot. And I, I guess I always thought maybe he was kind of doing to the Cubs what people assume Brian Reynolds would do to them. But it turns out once he got to Colorado, no, he really is just that fragile. He was hurt the whole time <laughs> that he was with Colorado and everything. So I don't know, man. Maybe, you know, I don't see Vladdy losing his mind up in Toronto. Do you? Seems like now that the, situation's going along okay. It it does. Um,
1: I guess that that just brings me back to that. It's it's something on the pirate side then. I hate because I because because I, I just don't give them any benefit of the doubt. I just think that if they're if there's a chance to make screw something up, they typically are pretty good at that. So yeah, I, I, mean, I just I can't I can't. Does Brian Reynolds strike you as a dis uh, is the type of guy that is um, an unreasonable guy? No. He wants ten years and he wants two hundred million dollars.
0: I I just don't believe that. I, I don't believe that either. And uh, <laughs> but I I do know the history of of his agent, and I know that they do this, and I know that while they do get his permission. I don't know that I don't think it was him pounding his fist and railing. And I don't think his relationship is destroyed with the team and he can't talk to anybody. I mean, I I believe everybody, the coach still has a good relationship with him. I believe he's still okay with even the GM. I'm not all that worried about that really with him, but I still think there's something to be said for like, you know, a guy wants out and says it, you know, you probably want to like, Move on from him, just to show that you know you're not looking for hostages, as Mike Tomlin says.
1: Yeah, or more, Miles Garrett even says it these days. Yeah, Miles Garrett loves to
0: steal Tomlinisms now. But I mean, it's it's a sticky situation, Jim. But like, I don't think we should eliminate it from like the realm of possibilities because a big part of me thinks that might that might well be the best way to go.
1: It could be. um, Let me. Let me just ask you this, what does it do to a timeline if if they move him now? It certainly if they would move suggest right now to me and they,
0: and they don't get major league quality back, like if they get young kids back, it, it destroys the timeline. Right. I think by the time they uh, I think by the time they can really call themselves competitive, you're probably looking at 2025 at that point. And then by then, you got other questions popping up, like we just discussed. Like O'Neill Cruz is coming up in twenty twenty seven, and Brian Hayes is probably even movable if he's hitting. And and that's why these windows they're
1: not very they're not very big, and they're probably smaller for the Pirates. And
0: they're not I big unless just, you unless you literally think that you are just going to constantly rep- replenish talent internally. You are going to churn them. You're going to trade them when it's time. You're going to, you know, you got to be on top of all that stuff and you got to make heartless, emotionless moves. Yeah. And that, I think that's, I'm,
1: that's and it. I think I'm getting to the point with it is, Gary, I want, I will take more, more along the lines of a three or four year window of, try, of of really trying to get to the end of things, winning it all. And then if you've got to start over again, I think I'd buy that more than just trying to be, competitive over the course. I think I'm I think leaning toward
0: that more. I think you might have to be okay with that. Right. Um, the only other thing I can say about the outfield situation, because you know, we're, we're pretty harsh on it. I think you actually are even a, a darker place than I am with it. Um, you know, cause I can see one of those guys popping off and really becoming something. So I think there's a, a lot of guys to go through to think we're not going to get anything out of that. I, maybe. I also think maybe we're discounting, the, you know, players moving out there. Like, you talk about a guy like Rodolfo Castro. If he hits, you know, and he's playing second base and he's doing pretty well there, you've got Nick Gonzalez coming. You're going to have to find a place for him to play. He could wind up being an outfielder. Leo Poguero could wind up being an outfielder. O'Neil Cruz could wind up being an outfielder as much as people Andy, don't want to hear it. Andy, Andy Rodriguez. An yeah. You know, so, you know, Henry Davis technically I guess could could wind up out there. There's there's any number of of these bats that are coming through the system that could wind up in the outfield. So maybe we shouldn't get too hung up on like oh right now we've only got blah blah blah. Because I think at the end of the day, we, we really need to look at do we have enough bats coming? And that's kind of one of the biggest cruxes about why you keep Brian Reynolds because they they right now don't have a lot of explosive bats. And you certainly don't have a lot that are proven. We're all drolling about Indy, but the major leagues are frigging hard. <laughs> you know what record. I mean? Like, like the, the major leagues are friggin' hard, and this dude has barely played triple A okay like he may very well be ready you know i'm not i'm i swear i'm not trying to turn this into a super two conversation or does he need to go down or just major league baseball is freaking hard okay you know we talk about like these rookies like they're just gonna drop in it just just so rarely works that way so rarely
1: and you you know you want to get if you get into a postseason it'd be nice to have a guy like that in the middle of it, right? In the middle of, Mm -hmm. of your lineup, like, and, and to say nothing of the fact that like Brian Reynolds is a little bit of sadly now an old school kind of hitter. He's a really well-rounded hitter. How many of those are around anymore? How many of those are in the pirates system or on the team? So like, yeah, you know, I think there's value in that. I think, you know, if you get into a divisional series, Great. You can have a lot of young talent. It better be freaking awesome if you're going to just try to do it all with a lot of young guys and just a, a a vet here and there that isn't really established and still really good.
0: All right. I'm going to let you do it, all right? We love fireworks here in Pittsburgh. One last time, parting shot here. Give the Pirates what you got, man. You were angry coming into this? I, I, I am,
1: well, Gary, I mean, listen, are we, really, are we really going to screw this up because we're going to sit there and squabble with our best player over that type of money at the end of this? I just cannot imagine doing that. At this point, the Pirates are talking out of both sides of their mouth, in my opinion. And what they're saying is, hey, we're close. It's getting closer. You know, just we got all these kids coming up. And then you don't want to do something that quite literally every other Major League Baseball team, except maybe the A's, who are in a dire situation with ownership stadium. I mean, like it's a complete mess. You can't even get something accomplished that even other smaller market teams are doing with guys. And then yeah. you want to turn around and sell your fan base on that you're all in and you're doing everything you can. That's garbage, man. That's garbage. You can't you can't have it both ways. And you can't say you're going to get better right away by trading your best player on the precipice of you trying to get into the postseason and trying to be competitive that Gary, they don't, it doesn't add up. It
0: does okay. not add up. I'm okay. done. And as far as me, I think when you decided not to move Brian Reynolds in the last batch, you told me that was your foot in the sand. Okay. I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see you make it right. Okay. You, you basically said it was important to get him signed. I think it is. I think it's that important. And I don't think he's asking for too much. I think it's, I don't even mean that like from a, you know, I, I love giving the players reach around perspective. I mean, like he's a good baseball player. He wants to be a Pittsburgh pirate. We need somebody that wants to be a Pittsburgh pirate to be an (laughs) ambassador. You know what I mean? We're all yeah. excited about Rich Hill coming in here and talking about wanting to be here and the opportunity it provides and what he wants to do and why this was the right place for him. And you know, and you want that leadership, well, you gotta cultivate some of it yourself. And to me, cultivating some of it means keeping some of it. Keep it. That's what's important to me is keeping it. I think it's symbolism almost more than performative at this point. And If you're not going to keep him, you better have somebody else in the chamber. I don't think it's going to fix the problem, but you better be prepared to show the fans where that foot is.
1: Yeah, Find it's a tough. S- that it's it's a tough sell right now to a fan base. It like how, how yeah. what else can you what else can you expect the fan base
0: to say about this and to react yeah. and how to react to it? I don't you think know? you can just expect people to just eat it. I really don't. So um, we'll see what they do Um, in no way, shape or form, though. Do I think their hand is forced? I think they have the ability to um, extend him if they want. I do believe Brian's camp will open the door to that. And I do believe that the pirates are open to that themselves. Um, That's what I'm hearing internally. So I don't think they're necessarily done trying. I think the door is open for that. I think the door is open to just ignore it and have him play. But if you make a deal, man, you better be ready to make another one, if you know what I mean. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, or or two. Yeah. And there's a couple Um, guys. So
0: You're right. Show me where it is. You know, if you wanna if you want me to believe this is just one guy we just couldn't meet in the middle. It just couldn't happen. We tried just wasn't going to happen. You want me to believe that show me two guys that you found that were willing to take what you're offering and get it done. Yeah. And this look, this isn't a
1: Joey Gallo. This isn't a guy that has all these red flags about what kind of player he's going to end up being, yeah. or he's been hurt. He's been extremely durable. Um, so, The red flags to me just aren't there. I think he still can be a very, very productive player
0: into his mid-30s. Yeah, you've asked the fan base to be patient and grow with you. Well, show us your ground. Do it. You know? Step up. It's time. It's time to do something different. And if you don't, hey, I'm still going to cover the team. I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to talk about it. But – you know, I'll just know I'll, I'll be wearing different eyes. I'll have my vampire eyes, if you know what I mean. I'll know what I'm seeing now. I'll understand where your head's at. I'll understand what I can expect. And, I'll and, understand and, you know, that you're playing a timing game and you're praying yeah. that everything lines up at, at some point. And, and
1: it'd be it'll just be a reminder of you know sometimes you hear terms like all in and doing everything we possibly can well those mean different things to different people
0: so absolutely well hey the risk of repeating ourselves uh, one yeah. more time Demar Hamlin keep getting better brother I'm really excited that uh, there's been some good news And. yeah um, Go Steelers, we should say. Let's hope that the Steelers pull it out against the Browns this weekend and at least make somebody else lose to uh, kick them out of the playoffs. We'll see. I hope they they make it.
1: They've made it interesting. And uh, I really want to do say, uh, I really do want to say thanks to Matt for coming on the show. Um, nothing he did wrong it's just w- things weren't cooperating and um we'll get him back on and uh it was it was a good talk with him too so yeah
0: it'll get better um technology is fun until it isn't so <laughs> it was really good and uh, we really appreciate it so hey without further ado ben take it away brother